This is the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Medjugorje. We need to realize that Our Lady's calling us back to a simpler way of life, just like Grandpa in the good old days. It leads to this beauty of holiness, this beauty of creation that we've lost. The first recognition is I'm on the wrong path. Our Lady's with us this long to show us that. I need repentance for how I've contributed to build this culture today, because you have contributed to it. Not the abominables, not the abortionists, not the doctors of death, of euthanasia. We are there now because we tolerated it. We didn't object to it with our righteousness. Again, that was a friend of Medjugorje from January the 26th, 2009. Welcome again to the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Medjugorje. Today we're sharing with you part two of yesterday's broadcast, which was originally titled Step-by-Step 265 Monthly Messages to the Right Path. We ended yesterday's broadcast just as a friend of Medjugorje was starting to really get into the nuts and bolts of a lot of what he was really wanting to talk about. This broadcast had stretched across two hours, and what you heard last night was the first half of that broadcast. In this second half, a friend of Medjugorje begins to dive very deeply into what he began speaking about yesterday. And if you listen closely to yesterday's broadcast, you heard him say that it was impossible for Our Lady to come and reveal everything at one time, and that she has had to reveal this plan step by step over the course of these monthly messages. So at this point, on January the 26, 2009, a friend of Medjugorje began to reveal what a lot of that plan was. And as we look at our world today and a lot of the things which are happening in it, we know that actively trying to transform those messages into a way of life is more and more important than ever. So the part two of this broadcast is a good point to refocus your life and recommit yourself to making those changes which are necessary not only for today, but also for the future. And so to lead us on that path, here is a friend of Medjugorje, January the 26, 2009. We have future. We believe. We feel that. And we feel secure as secure could be for the darkness that we're in. And we don't have this fear. This comes from commenting on the last words of the harvesters, the January 2009, volume 160. And she says, Dear friend of Medjugorje, I just received and read the words of the harvesters. I prayed, as you said, for the Holy Spirit's enlightenment, which the Holy Spirit did, and I thanked him along the way of reading it. My reason for writing is I have a great advantage being brought up on a farm, also marrying a farmer. Most of my life I lived on a farm, and I can tell you a life on a farm is so different You are always so much closer to the Lord. I appreciate always the planting, growing, harvesting, and being in touch with the soil. Besides that, I always had a huge garden and raised chickens and our own eggs. My children ate well, fresh foods and no chemicals, and they are healthy yet today in their 50s. I loved the seasons. I loved working in my garden. The look of a fresh flower, a new plant coming out of the soil, such a miracle. Yes, I can relate to your writing this volume. It speaks volumes and also the unspoken. I always had a feeling in the future it would be back to the Garden of Eden and how beautiful and fruitful it will be. God is so generous. As you are writing about little Rebecca and the dog, 
I could see and relate. I had many days in my life like that too. I'm praying so that the many people so far away from the soil every day convert, and many that live on the soil also need to change. Many are not working with nature, but against it. Thanks for your words, and also that Mary is leading your community in the right direction. I had never been to your community, and I cannot easily travel because of arthritis, but in spirit I'm there because of your writings. I pray our Lord and Mary keep leading you into our new future. In the love of Jesus and Mary, Ruth from Mayville, Wisconsin, and she says, P.S., I would be very happy to live in such a community such as yours, but I'm 78 years old and probably could not produce like a younger person, but I know it would be wonderful. I wasn't going to go down this path until I heard the message yesterday because I wrote the January 2nd Words of the Harvester she's talking about. Actually, that's the December Words of the Harvester I think she's talking about. It was wrote about going back to the soil. The newsletter I just wrote, Words of the Harvester, which got published yesterday, again is about being connected and to the soil. And there's something manifesting that's pretty incredible because this message to me is like when I was with Maria May 31st, 1995, when she, out of the blue... Claim the community. I didn't expect it. It was just Maria and I. Uh, many of you know the story, but she said in there, uh, little children dressing myself and, and the community, my family. She said at that point that you're my instruments, my hands, my extended hands. She said in reference to get hearts close to mine to a way of salvation. And when she said to a way, I knew that wasn't to the way. And I questioned that very strongly, to a way. And because of that time, our lady started building, leading us to a subsistence not farmers, as people think farmers are farming. We went to Medjugorje. Everybody subsisted on a little patch of ground, an acre, two acres of land. And many of them, not even that much. They had little bitty tiny patches, and they survived on that. That was the primary way to survive. And I didn't see them as farmers. So don't be confused that we've, we're not farmers here. That's not well, We're missionaries, and we're a village. We live in a grain way of life, close to the soil. We're not farming for a living. We're missionary for our life. That's our vocation. So we don't ever, we reject it if anybody says, oh, you're on the farm. This is not a farm here. This is a village community. Based on the Virgin Mary's messages, we live a life, we output them, we happen to grow our own food, and that's how we subsist. So it's an agrarian way of life. Big difference in being farmers. Now, I'm not putting out farmers in that sense. I'm saying corporate farmers is all wrong. The whole thing's based based in wrongness. What I'm saying, this message, though, just like that message, I was passive. Then I got proactive because the lady then says, get hearts close to God to a way of salvation. When she said get, I was made, you know, it's like, son, I'll get. Now, get out there and go get that bone or something. Our lady, our lady it was in order to be proactive. Don't be passive. We made a passage at that point, and I became very proactive. And so this message yesterday is that way to me, that if there's ever a message that says to get back close to the soil, this is it. She's talked about plowed soil last year. Your heart's like plowed soil. She's been leading this step by step. She's been showing it. But listen to this message in this context of what it's saying about getting closer to God. And remember, the only occupation ordained by God is those who work the soil. So it's critical and it's very important that we realize that this is a proactive message. 
to get to it. Dear children, also today I call you to prayer. May prayer be for you like the seed that you'll put in my heart, which I will give over to my son Jesus for you, for the salvation of your souls. I desire, little children, for each of you to fall in love with eternal life, which is your future, and for all worldly things to be a help for you to draw you closer to God, the Creator. When you think of Creator, what do you think of? Creation. What do you create from one little seed and a little water and a little soil? I mean, God makes that happen. It's a miracle. It's like this last letter you just read. She's just speaking about it as a miracle. She loved the season. She loves the weather. She loved everything. She loved to see the flower grow up. You're witnessing miracles. And how many people witness that today at your computer and your office desk there? Do you get to see that kind of life? I know when I was in landscape excavation, a lady was staring at me really strange while I was going around in the yard saying, you should do this. This is what you can do. You can change this bed here. You can excavate over here and build some beds here. And she was just looking at me really strange. And finally, she says, you know, you live such a wonderful life. My son's a policeman. And all he sees is ugliness. That's all he sees. And it really struck me that the gift that even what I was doing then was dealing with creation. And she says, your life, you deal with beauty. I felt that. I saw that. You could create things. You could do things for people. You could do that for commercial companies and their grounds and changing things. And it's working with God's creation. And just like they said, one of those letters says, you know, we're working against creation. And so often, you know, a place that would be to have a garden. You know, of course we have to have law and order. But we have to realize that the occupation that we have can't forsake what God's really ordained us to do, to be close to the soil. People should be looking toward this assistance close to the soil. So our lady says, I am with you for this long because you are on the wrong path. So our whole structure, our whole workforce, our whole way we do it is wrong. Remember in the 1900s, the primary occupation of 90% of the people in the United States of America was farming. Now, I wouldn't say it's farming as we know today or even farming back then, but subsistence grew that way. My wife's grandparents, he never had a job. The husband and wife, and she's 103, she's still alive, and she's in her last days right now because she is passing, you know, struggling right now for life. But at 103, they never had a job. They grew the food, they did everything, and that's, that's how they subsisted. So we're on the wrong path. Only with my help, little children, you will open your eyes. So open your eyes. Think about this. Contemplate it. Why are we so frustrated the way we work and the, the intensity of where can you unwind? Where can you really feel rested when the body really works and you can go down and rest after working the soil? There are many of those who, by living my messages, comprehend. And I was amazed at this when she says comprehend that they are on the way of holiness toward eternity. You can't help but feel heaven when you're out on land when you're out in the middle of the field, when you're out in creation. Our Lady's messages are threaded over and over and over. Go out in creation. Now balance this with what's on meds.com right now. Why is there such a rush to control the world's food supply? Why is there being formed by Monsanto, nonprofit organizations with the USDA, to have massive regulations that you can't even keep your own seeds? Oh, yes, if you're a gardener, you can but that's the step they take first, the industry, and then the small people that do it, and then the gardeners. Oh, because it might spread some kind of bioterrorism. That's the crisis they create in order to get you to concede, to give them the power to control and regulate that you can't collect your own seeds. That's coming. It's here now. Read and study what's on the If you're listening to this in the future, months from now, 
Look this back up on Medge.com. Read it. Pass this along. This is just one aspect. But everywhere we go, zoning, sustainable development, the counties, the cities, everybody's stopping you from being able to raise animals or garden. It's incredible. NAAS from the USDA. They're going to make you chip all your animals. It goes on and on and on. This is in Look What Happened When I Sleep. I won't go into that. But it's all coming together now. We're seeing Satan is much more masterful than you in understanding which way our lady's leading. And she's leading us to a simple life. Where? When Grandpa knew about the good old days. Because we've seen the world go crazy. Grandpa, take me back to yesterday. Tell me about these stories. Let me know about what this is like. And right now we see manifesting... In an incredible way, January 1st, 2001, when Maria was told on the mountain by Our Lady, now when Satan is unchained. And we didn't see nothing happen the next day, the next month. We looked. Whoa, Satan's unchained. This is unbelievable. We thought he was already unchained. But nobody, none of us even here in the community praying the way we pray, looking at the message prayerfully throughout our day, throughout our life, no one foresaw the things that is even conceivable even five or six, seven years ago when our seeds would be completely in the hands of mega companies, four mega companies that would control the whole food supply of the world. And indeed, we are seeing very clearly that Satan wants to block us from going to the land, block us from growing our own food, block us from raising our own animals, have so many regulations that you can't comply with it. It's in the zoning, it's in the developments, it's in the counties, it's in the cities. It's unbelievable. And now we realize Satan knew all along that Our Lady was going to lead us to the simple life, back to yesterday, to the good old days, where we knew God better. We understood God in a stronger way. Everything is changing fast 
don't know And Grandpa Let's wander back into the past And paint me the picture Of long ago Lovers really fall in love Stand beside each other, come what may This promise really something people kept Not just something they would say and then forget Families really bow their heads to pray Daddies really never go This message came in yesterday. Those of us who'd been helping to get this newsletter out the door were very excited immediately to see the same vocabulary that our lady used in her messages all throughout this newsletter. It was just too much for us to really see that um, there is such a coincidence there, if you want to call it coincidence. And the more that we read the newsletter, the more we see these ties in this message. But there's one I wanted to bring out. It was the very end of the Words of the Harvesters, the second to the last sentence. And a friend of Medjugorje wrote, With each single conversion of those hearts who are involved in evil schemes, the companies, institutions, and governments are weakened and will begin to collapse. Just as Rome was won over by the martyrs, perhaps the Chinese Christian said it correctly, America's revival would come through martyrdom. And yesterday was not just Sunday, but it was a feast in the church celebrating the conversion of St. Paul. And as our priest said in his sermon yesterday, St. Paul's conversion is the only conversion that is actually celebrated in the church as a feast day. And so Our Lady says in the message yesterday, Only with my help, little children, you will open your eyes. St. Paul's conversion, he fell off his horse, became blind, and was blinded for some time, but he was an instrument of martyrdom. And perhaps the blood that he spilled won his own conversion in the future. But Our Lady is pretty emphatic. She doesn't just say it may happen. 
But she says, Only with my help, little children, you will open your eyes. Is she referring to us as her children, or she feels she's referring to those who will have the faith, like St. Paul. He didn't have the faith when Jesus actually walked the earth. It was only after his death and resurrection did St. Paul receive conversion that Our Lady's actually foretelling a time of real huge conversions. Like you wrote, that those who are involved in the evil schemes, that these hearts are going to receive conversion, come to know her. Well, I think we need to see that Jesus came and spent three years in his little seminary of teaching the apostles how to be apostles and disciples how to be disciples. But he lived in a less complex time. I mean, we couldn't even imagine 20 years ago what Monsanto's doing and what world government's doing and what the, the loss of countries, whole nations in Europe. We, we just didn't have that ability. And of course, I'm referring to the words of Harvester that's on meds.com right now and the ones that's being mailed to our field angels that will be receiving this that we sent out Saturday. So we didn't have the capability. So first of all, the, yes, it will come that way. The grace that our lady's winning for us is a grace that she's got us 27 years because things are so complex. It's taken that long to train us, to teach us, to open our eyes. So when the great moment of evangelization comes, presumably at the first secret, there's going to be a great sweeping of belief because the purpose, remember, of the admonitions, the first, second, and third, is for conversion, to prove the authenticity of the apparitions. See, doesn't that make sense now why the church hasn't approved it? The whole world's going to approve it. Why does the church need to approve it when the whole world sees it and believes it, including the Pope on down to the lowest peasant to the most strongest atheist? Would the violent atheist convert? No, but he'll believe it just like a Satanist. He believes as a God, but he's not for him. So who wants the Eucharist? Because he believes more than most Christians do that Jesus isn't that Eucharist. He wants to desecrate it. So there's people that hate God. There's atheists that won't convert. There's people that despise God. They know he exists. So it's not that people are going to, well, I don't believe that. They're going to see something, some kind of known truth or something interiorly, but not everybody's going to convert. But for those who do, who's going to teach the way? He's going to show the way. Remember, St. Paul said eight years for sure silent to learn how to be a Christian. And that's why people say we need to pray for some of our political leaders now. They convert. Well, if they convert, they've got to learn how to be a Christian. They don't even know. And many of them are owned by those around them. They're not going to just escape the situation we find them in right now. So we're in perilous times, but Our Lady's going to the unseminary, the unlearned, the, the simple people, to teach them her way, her simple way. Just like Jesus went to the simple people, the fishermen, the shepherds, and they taught the way. She's asked you to be her apostles of good, apostles of love, apostles of goodness. We are sitting in the position of learning her way that we might be able to teach other ways. And she says, I want to lead you so that you can lead others. She's told us this. And so looking at the time we're in, why is it that we need this long time with her? Why? In Our Lady's message in which she speaks about things of the world will draw you toward God the Creator. What is the forecast or what about the things that are drawing us away from God the Creator? What would be the forecast, so to speak, if Our Lady is saying eternal life is is your goal and use the worldly things to draw you close to God the Creator, then what of the things 
that are drawing us away from God and God the Creator, what would be the forecast for those things? Yeah, because Our Lady came here and said she wanted to establish a community in 1988, I think it's important that it be reviewed of how we grew and where we ended up and where we are today. Again, Our Lady says in this message yesterday, comprehend that they are on the way of holiness. We live a holy way of life here. I don't make any bones about that. It's not prideful that I say that, because I add to that that we feel that way of life. The messages and what Our Lady's instituted here is a holy way. We're not always a holy people here. We fail because we're sinners. But what we do here is live a holy way of life because it's based in the messages. Virtually almost everything you find us doing here, we can root it to a message while we institute it. 5 to 6 a.m. prayer every day, 365 days a year, no matter what the weather, is rooted to a message our lady gave in the bedroom. Find a quiet time that you can have an encounter with God. That's how that came to be. It's rooted in the message. Even sometimes the people in the community that's new has been here two, three years. We never, we haven't reviewed that enough. To, they may not realize that. So all our prayer times, our rosary times, everything. The fact that we stop our school for our kids, the fact that we arrange doctor appointments and arrange our going out to groceries and everything to be at the daily rosary together as a community with the kids, with the newborn babies that's two weeks old. They start coming out for the rest of their life. And it could be a torrent. It could be a hurricane. Hurricane Ivan hit just when we was going to the rosary out there. Trees blowing down all over the place. And it was very lovely being a creation like that. My wife walked down our rosary trail from our house, and she was a little bit late for rosary. And right after that, about 10 huge trees were blown down, down through that trail. And so this was all instituted because Our Lady said, if you understood my presence, you'd pray unceasingly. So the fact that she's here, Central Time, 1040, merits that we structured our whole day, our whole life, that we're on our knees in preparation for coming to the earth. We honor that time. Even though the visionary is not here, we want to be on our knees, stop our work, stop our school, stop all of our gathering, running, and working that we can say in our life when this apparition is over, we were there. We honored that time. Not in a badge or a, a thing, but before God, that God protect us. We came underneath her mantle at that moment. And so we structure that. You you say, I can't structure that. Hey, I was in the world just like you were, and many of you out there. I made a conscious decision to do it. Was it hard? Yes, it was hard. Was it difficult? Was there a lot of obstacles? You bet. It was an obstacle course to make that happen. But the decision is where it happens. And so you'd be surprised once you make that commitment. If you can't get untangled from your situation, you say, God, I want to do this, but I don't know how to do that. And you begin to prayer life, and God will manifest it. And wouldn't it be wonderful if the whole world was on their knees at 1040 Central Time every day? I remember Annie, who was, I don't know how old, eight maybe. She was out. At, they had to be away for something out of town. And they stopped to do the rosary. And she saw everybody walking around. And she realized for the first time that not the whole world stops for rosary. And she, this was so much a part of her everyday life, and this was what we did in our culture. And she just thought that the whole world stopped for rosary every day. And she was very amazed by that. But anyway, that just kind of brought to mind that memory. I remember being on an airplane going to Medjugorje, and one of my kids, the stewards asked, where you live? They said, Caritas. And she says, Caritas where? Caritas. And they said, yeah, Caritas, Alabama. Because they expect everybody, because their whole life is surrounded by this, it's their life that everybody knows it. And so the rosary is this way, but this is rooted again to the message 
when we begin to see, you know, going back to what you ask, the way of life that it is leading us to, we comprehend that they're on the way of holiness towards eternity. That Visca again said that if you live my messages, you'll begin to live heaven on earth. You won't feel the passage from this life to the next. And we feel that often. We feel heaven. We feel seamless. Actually, it's seamless from here on there, seamless to heaven. We feel this. And I know this can make people feel sad or they wish they could be here. They could do that. But you can turn your world into that. First, it starts with your family. The first community here was my family. And the reversal of everything was very difficult, very radical. We couldn't do this seamless world and stay in uh, terminal sports. It ran so contrary to the message with parents screaming on the sidelines, doing terminals on Sunday mornings. We had to get away from this. Was that an easy thing to do, especially if your kids were very sports-oriented and very gifted in sports? You know, that's just one of thousands of things that had to change in our life. But going to your thing about what are those things that bring us away from that, one of the things that showed us was television. It doesn't lead you to God. You can say, well, what about religious broadcasting? Television doesn't do for good or religious broadcasting what it does for evil. Why? Because it's passive. Get the book. I see far, read it. If you haven't read it a long time, reread it. And in other words, the impact of a religious broadcast put on the 11th playing field with the impact of a show of darkness or, or just the world doesn't hold a candle. It can't do for the religious shows what it can do for the dark shows. TV will not lead you to God. It's something you can do away with. And that's one of the first things we got rid of in the early 90s to change our life. We knew this thing wasn't good for us. And we were there at that time praying the rosary with it. But we realized, wait a minute, what do we want to pray a rosary with the television for? It don't matter who's on it. That's immaterial. It don't matter how many good intentions there are. A lot of people have good intentions about this. But what would you rather do? Are we walking out in the woods with your kids saying a rosary? Or sitting in front of our fireplace saying a rosary together? Or watching it on TV and saying a rosary? You could say, well, I'm by myself. I'm lonely. I'm old. But that's a product of a bad structured society. shouldn't be that way. Grandpa should be there with you. Remember, Yvonne was told by Our Lady, it's a great delight to God to see three generations underneath one roof. We've thrown that out the window. We didn't take care of our parents, so yes, Social Security, let's take and accept this. And now this thing's going to hang us. It's bankrupt. And soon it's going to be where the youth that's working now, the younger people to pay for the older people, it's not going to be able to do it. And these people have grown to depend on this. You're looking at a disaster about to happen, catastrophe. Because... Nobody can live without this now, plus supplemental incomes. So Ivanka being told, June 25th, 1989, Satan has special plans to enslave you to materialism. He's active in this plan. It's the whole structure, the whole financial, the whole investment. Everything is a trap. And our lady is showing us, get away from that. Ask in there about how should we farm? How should we garden? There's things out there. One of them was square foot gardening. And maybe we'll post some of this stuff on our site in the future because I feel this message yesterday was a passage to be proactive to tell you, encourage you to get to this as quick as you can. They got many things active and we're being active. And we, again, we've talked about it. And we want to do some conferences here where people can come here. And we can show them how to get into doing what we're doing. Subsistence. Providing your own subsistence. We need to realize that Our Lady's calling us back to a simpler way of life. Just like Grandpa in the good old days. At least to this beauty of holiness, this beauty of creation that we've lost. So the first recognition is I'm on the wrong path. LA's with us this long to show us that. 
I need repentance for how I've contributed to build this culture today. Because you have contributed to it. Not the abominables, not the abortionists, not the doctors of death, of euthanasia. We are there now because we tolerated it. We didn't object to it with our righteousness. Am I speaking about self-righteousness? No, I'm talking about humble holiness. We demanded things that we had no right demanding. And now this is, this is all committing suicide. And even their seeds now commit suicide. Even plant life is having abortions because we've tolerated this in our general society. As us doing this, it's our way of life. Well, there's many people out there who may be listening to this and people who are connected with our mission and with Our Lady's messages who feel the need and the desire to go this path and to follow this journey that uh, we've taken here through the messages. Certainly, there's going to be those people who will not decide to take that path. And there's going to be people who, for one reason or another, do not want to let go of the things that have made life so comfortable to them. What will become of those things that we've grown so used to in our life? Well, I think that we see there's a certain harshness that we live here that we have in our life that people would think they want to come here and they spend a week with us and say, whoa, it's not what I thought it was. But isn't that just like an agreeable way of life? Close to soul, it is hard. But there's a great joy at the same time. It provides for us. And it's just like the first woman that was saying that, you know, the joy of seeing the flower come up and everything and the hard work and the seasons. This gives something to the soul. You know, it brings us close to the Creator. And to feel God, feel God in your work again, is something marvelous. But one thing for sure coming, God's blessed us with a way of life, this holy way of life, that we want to share and, and have more programming even on that. How do you do this? What's the ways to get into it? We've got a lot of resources. What we want to do is be able to give that information we've learned ourselves and through our experience free because that's what our mission is about because we feel an obligation to get people close to that. And so we see that what God's Son does for us. We see how we feel and how we can pray and how we can walk these fields and how we can grow these things and live by this and add to our culture. And it's a beautiful thing. It's the thing that we want to share with everybody else the same. sun it warms the earth they flock to the fields seeking their rebirth they plow and they plant and they work the fields as they have for ten thousand years they live by the laws laid down by the land the rhythms of the seasons they understand the sun and the rain are their friend and their foe the clouds are getting thick the sun is getting low this is their song it won't take very long Like the first killing frost in early fall This is their song, so hear it before they're gone For too long there'll be no farmers at all Once we all live with our ties to the land 
History marched on with its unseen hand. Now so few with the earth are bound. They vanish like Indians, sure as the sun goes down. This is their song, it won't take very long. Like the first killing frost in early fall. This is their song, so hear it before they're gone. For too long there'll be no farmers at all. This is their song, it won't take very long Like the first killing frost in early fall This is their song, so hear it before they're gone For too long there'll be no farmers at all There'll be people in the food industry They'll be employed, work for the company Your food will be engineered, scientifically grown Sure as the sun comes up, sure as the sun goes down This is their song It won't take very long Like the first killing frost In early fall This is their song So hear it before they're gone For too long there'll be no farmers at all Now if we were had that thought in 2000, just before Maria had the separation of Satan's going to be unchained, we could never be where we are now. The reality of what the song puts forth, while we may not sing this way, and uh, you don't want to sound this way, but the thoughts of what's expressed is expressed exactly what's written in the words of the harvester again on Mez.com. And we strongly suggest that you reread this, pass it to as many people as possible, because to educate the heart, to lighten the heart, is to put into action more prayer, to realize the hope. And we don't want the Teresa's out there to lose hope, that they realize that there is the message our lady gave June 25th, 95, where she said, pray for peace so that as soon as possible, she's saying, as soon as possible, AS, that means ASAP. ASAP, a time of peace, which my heart waits impatiently for may reign. So this is in the cards. This is her plan. She knows it's going to come. This great confrontation of keeping you from going back to the soil it just blows me away. And what we're finding out right now and all the avenues Satan's doing and how strong he is to make the earth a God, to protect the environment, to keep us out of creation. Don't take these words here. You do the research. You study. You'll be shocked. 
He's got a masterful plan, and our lady's going step by step the other way to show us through the monthly messages how to undo that. And this message of June 24th, 1995 shows this, that I impatiently wait for this to take place, that I can bring this reign of peace to you ASAP. Follow you.